Hey, come on, survive, everybody. It's your boy, DJ Red. Welcome to the DJ Red Podcast. Today, we got two great sponsors. In fact, both of them are monthly sponsors. And if you want to get in on that action, just reach out to the DJ Red page, and I'll show you how to get in on that action. But first, our monthly sponsor is Just for him. Look, guys, I'm going to get my hair cut over here, and these these gals are professional. You walk in, uh, you don't need an appointment. They take walk-ins. Uh, you sign your little name on the paper. They bring you to the back. You can get a shampoo. You can get a shave. You can get a wax if you're into that stuff. Not me. I'm not into that stuff. I don't want that wax all over my body. You can get yourself a nice cold beverage, uh, you know, either a soft drink or a beer. I prefer the, you know, the alcohol, but that's just me. And we also got some tea that you can watch sports and uh, news and all kind of stuff like that. But uh, you're going to look fantastic when you get out of there. So, you know, out of quarantine, you got yourself a hot date. The bars are open. Take a tough fare, man. But get yourself cleaned up at Just For Him. And to find out the locations, you can go to www.justforhimmenshaircut.com and you can find a location near you. Or you can download the app. So go to your favorite app store and download the Just For Him app. And go get yourself cleaned up, boy. That's Just For Him Men's Haircut. All right, our next monthly sponsor, I want to thank Mr. Stephen Bebcock. Okay, call Stephen when you want to get even. That's Bebcock, Louisiana Injury Lawyers. They're out of Baton Rouge. That's the injury law firm. Look, whenever you get hit or whenever you get hurt on the job and you need somebody to help you out, uh, Stephen and his crew over there at Bebcock uh, can help you all out. They're in Baton Rouge, and they're looking to expand all over Louisiana. In fact, a little uh, little worm was put in my ear. They're going to be in Homa, too, Shaft, so y'all be on the lookout for that. But uh, if you need people that need to listen to your case closely, they're going to do that for you free of charge. Also, they'll look through all of your file case. That way, they'll give you your honest opinion on how likely you're going to be successful with the case, and this is all free. They don't ask for any money until they get a settlement for you. Also, they aggressively seek all fair compensation for you, and uh, they charge you nothing, again, unless you get a settlement. So, don't wait. Call them right now. You can go online at Facebook. It's uh, Stephen Bebcock, or you can go to BebcockInjuryLawyers.com uh, online. Check out their stuff online, and uh, you know, give them a call today. They can help you out with your legal needs. That's Bebcock Injury Lawyers in Baton Rouge, y'all. All right, we back in the studio today for the DJ Red Podcast, a special one today. I have uh, the turtle cowboy himself. He's he's in studio today. He's going to explain his new nonprofit organization and all of the stuff that he has leading up for the search and rescue efforts that's going on for the C Corps families uh, that happened back in uh, April, um, uh, mid-April. So uh, the search still continues. Uh, his name is uh, Chris Derwan. He's in the studio. He's going to explain... Uh, what happened? What's going on? So grab your mic and Ike's and let's get rolling. What's your mom and them? But thanks for coming into the studio. We're rolling now, so it's live. It's ready to go. <laughs> All right. So uh, uh, tell everybody your name, where you're from, and uh, we'll, we'll just get into the story uh, that, that 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 brought us to this place today. So uh, let everybody know who you are. My name's uh, Christopher James Derwan from New Iberia, Louisiana. <laughs> tell well. Uh, it, I guess I mess a shit, but uh, just uh, with the right intentions, I guess you oh, know. 100%. So tell me, tell me, um, tell me how you got involved. So if, if, I mean, it didn't get a lot of national attention, but I did see it pop up maybe the first two days, maybe uh, for the C Corps uh, incident that happened on April thirteenth of this year. So uh, for everybody that uh, that haven't followed the story, that as I mean, everybody in Louisiana is following this story. Everybody close to the uh, to um, uh, the Gulf of Mexico is following this. And um, I felt compelled watching it unfold over the last couple of weeks. I didn't think it got the recognition that it deserved national attention. So I'm like, so I reached out to, you know, guys like you um, to see if we can drum up some type of information, uh, you know, to get get donations to the right places where they need to go, where they, you know, um, 
because uh, that's one thing about Louisiana and even people generally in, in the South. They love to give and they want to make sure that that's going to the right avenue. So tell me, how did you get involved with this situation a couple of weeks ago when this incident happened? So um, the incident happened on a Tuesday. Uh, one of my buddies was uh, was unfortunately involved in it. Uh, been knowing him for a few years. Um, I've worked on this particular boat before, like six years ago. Uh, I was a coal hand as well. Same job as my buddy. Um, and for and, those who don't know what a jack-up barge is, can you kind of explain what, what, what yeah. it is, how it works? It's uh it's a boat with legs. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, essentially, they'll they'll travel just like a boat to location and uh, jack their legs down. This particular boat is uh, like a 250 class, so their legs are like, uh, I could be wrong on this, but I think it's 240 feet on this boat. Uh-huh. Uh, I've heard all the various information on that. But um, essentially, you can get out into some water and then jack up like a platform and work off of that structure remotely to do workovers or what, stuff to do at wells, um, any kind of stuff, really, construction. Um it's like a, a mogul, mobile post right. out in the water. Right, um, and it, these jack-up barges have three legs that kind of, they float, and then these legs kind of go down, hit the, the ocean floor, and then pop them up, right? Yes, sir. Some of them have four even, I believe. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen some with four, but uh, the most common one is three, I think, yes, because it's it's a little bit more uh, symmetrical. It can kind of hold it a little bit more. Um, my father-in-law used to drive some of those things right there, so he kind of told me about it. And um, these things are, they're top-heavy. But um, they typically – the weather event that happened that day was something that wasn't naturally occurring. Some of these these storms, they push through that stuff all day long. It's just this was an unnatural occurrence that happened where uh, – I think they called it a uh, – it was like a little wake hurricane or something they called uh, it. It was um... – it was uh, an anomaly. Yes, um, it mean, wasn't something that usually yeah. happened. There's guys that were in that field uh, working uh, on platforms, and there was, there was even a jackup less than a quarter mile away. And uh, we have video from them of, like, during the storm when it came in, and their wind gauge topped out at 120 miles an hour wow. before it blew off and broke off from their actual jackup. That's crazy. So, I mean, that's hurricane force winds. Yeah, and, th- I mean, you usually have a couple of days warning <laughs> when you're going to have winds yeah. like that. Yeah, so yeah. that day was just a complete anomaly. And unfortunately, it topped over. Um, and uh, what, 13 members went overboard, or was uh, 13 families were affected? How did that happen? We have uh, six survivors and uh, seven, miss- seven missing, six deceased, okay. so far as it stands. Um, but back to uh, how I got involved with it, I guess. Yeah. Um, I mean, the tragedy happened, and I think everybody kind of paid attention. This is South Louisiana in many ways, whether you work in the oil field or not, your family, friends, cousin, brother, uh, whoever, um, we all know somebody in the oil field. These industries in our community are affected by even the oil field. Um, It's a trickle effect, man. Exactly. So um, we all paid attention. This is what we do. And uh, I... uh, stayed glued to social media because I don't watch the news. Right. Those, sorry, anyways. <laughs> but I stayed glued Too to social fake. media and other avenues to try and get information. Right. And uh, as the days would go by, it was just uh, a pit in my stomach. is uh, like anxiety that wouldn't go away. I couldn't sleep. And uh, it got to a point, it was a, the, the following Sunday, where I just woke up and I was like, I just can't stay home. Yeah. And uh, You had to get involved. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went down there. It was the first meeting in Fushan that I attended. Uh, I had to find the fire station that they were having at because they were moving it around. Mm-hmm. And uh, I went to two of the wrong fire stations first, showed up late for the the morning meeting, walked, mm-hmm. caught the tail end of it, uh, ran into a couple of old buddies, acquaintances, uh, to kind of get a feel for what was going on. Um, Secor was there. They had a, their operations manager that would conduct these meetings. The Coast Guard was there. Um, Red Cross. They had a, a bunch of different things. But uh, because I caught the tail end, and I was down there like by myself, mm-hmm. and Granted, I knew people down there, but I wasn't trying to inject myself into the families. Right. They had their own camps that they were all at. I just sat around for however many hours till the evening meeting. Um, and then I went in that meeting, and there was a. I didn't understand why we were going about things the way we were. Uh, specifically, like the Coast Guard, you, uh, you would think these men are in 55 foot of water. They can see land. Mm-hmm. We're like on day four or five. What the hell's going on? Mm-hmm. You know, um, so I had a lot of really raw questions, um, and there's there's a lot of this that I think all areas, whether it be the Coast Guard, all uh, like oil field companies themselves, mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot to be learned from this in totality. Um, 
but it's it is a disaster. There's a lot of very unfortunate things, and definitely long after we uh, we finish our search and everything, uh, there will be other fights to be had. Something yeah. has to change. Yeah, Some, things need to. Be, you know. Well, <clears throat> that's that's one thing in the oil field, man. You you live and buy by the sword. It, you know, when it's oh, yeah. good, it's good. When it's bad, it's bad. When stuff happens, um, it's uh, you know tra- tragedies. Ha- you know, the BP oil spill happened. We pulled our pants up from that, and we we cleared our name from that. We, but we learn from that stuff. Regulations yes, comes in, everything like that. This new thing right here, I think more safety regulations are going to go up. But I also think there's going to be some type of protocols that are put in place for, for, for to get more involved in the search and rescue uh, aspect. Yep. Um, I think, and look, I'm, I, we're on this side speculating. I don't know. You guys have been in the thick of things. I don't know how dangerous it is to go out there and look at the stuff, but um, you know, from what I'm gathering is, is when they go out there, it's very dangerous to even look for, for for survivors. You know, you're putting other people in danger to do that. So, I can't fathom as a regular person over here. That's why I kind of keep my mouth out of it, and my name out of it. Like, not I the haven't, experts, unfortunately. But, but you're <laughs> I've there. I've had to eat some words. No, yeah. but you're there, and you're understanding, and you're seeing, and you, you're questioning. You're, you're asking these hard questions, which, uh, you know, I. I could just about imagine it's very emotional down there, too, because, you know, I mean, you got people, you got families that are, you know, grieving. You got, you know, the time is ticking, you know, um, from a financial standpoint, who's going to pay for all of this? You know, and well, it's that, just it's crazy. Yeah, you know? That's the biggest part of it all that sucks is money shouldn't matter with any of this. It's right. human life. Right. Um, that's that's the uh, part of the reason why the whole nonprofits and, you know, all of this came about is uh I mean, the Coast Guard checked out after six days. Mm-hmm. They flew a certain grid pattern, however many nautical miles they posted or whatever. Um, I don't want to knock them too hard because I know the men and women that were in those meetings, they were emotionally invested too. Right. They shed tears with us and all. Um, but uh, it, when you imagine the Coast Guard, uh, you imagine, I mean, it's like water search and rescue in a way. When right. I think of it, like uh, they have a whole movie, The Guardian, Ashton Kutcher and those guys. It's a yep. great movie. So, you know, in the public eye, myself, that was what I was thinking. Right. right. This like, is how it happens. Yeah, our guys are out there. We're going to have some superhero jump out of a you know helicopter. We're going to go get our guys, and they're going to be home, and it'll be, it'll be like... Oh, the movies. Yeah. yeah. That's not the reality of it. Right. Um, right. And it was tough to swallow. And we... Um, to be told and informed on some of the things, uh, there has to be some changes. As far as for the Coast Guard completely being... I mean, they ran us... They were in charge of the search and rescue, essentially, but they were not in charge of the divers performing the search and rescue. Mm-hmm. So uh, why not? Why like why? And I understand like people came forward and they were like, well, you can't put a someone, you can't try and rescue someone and then put them in a position to need to be rescued as well. But like these are service members. We took an oath. We have a different calling. Right. You you're there to answer a call. That's like uh. Like, I'm a former Marine. If I was to be in a firefight and my buddy gets shot at, do I just, like, run away because now it's too dangerous for no, me? No, you to go. Yep. That's not how it works, right? Right, right. Um, We're not asking. We didn't – I didn't expect the Coast Guard to go out there and try and, like, earn a Medal of Honor. Um, but, like, to sit on their hands in many ways, and the families still feel this way in a lot of it. Um, we did all our research. They have, like, 112 commissioned divers. There's a turnover of, like, 50 of them every year that they got to train up new guys to fill – but not one Coast Guard guy, diver got on the water. Mm-hmm. Uh, contract, Don John, who Secor had under contract, I guess, in case of an event like this, uh, was responsible for this. And as in knowledge and information comes out, um, there are companies that specialize in search and rescue. Um, Don John is like they're a salvage company. Not mm-hmm. to say that they haven't been a part of search and rescue efforts before, right. but their specialty is pulling this boat out of the water. This is the the part that they're doing now is what they specialize in from what they have a great reputation for. It. Right. Um, but to imagine a world where your loved one could be out there, um, uh, essentially there's no 911 to rescue us. Uh, the company you work for has to save your ass. Right. And uh, and then their hands are tied with by a contract to who can go rescue you. Um that's something that I. That's one of the things I'm going to advocate the most for change because if something like this ever happens, a company, contract or not, should be able to choose the most qualified company, persons, people, organization to help for out. the yeah. sake of human life. Exactly. Like they have to look. I mean, so whoever wrote this law into law, whatever it is, come down here and look at these families in the eye and say, "Hey, this is what should have happened. Right. You can't. This is. There's no way. Um, it's. It is." I've been heartbroken and so emotional for so long that it's to a point where I'm just angry. Right. And it's kind of, it's kind of hard to turn that off right now. Right. Um, well, t- 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 
so I started I started watching. To be honest with you, I, I've never heard of you, never okay. knew of I'm you, just never a guy. knew anything. <laughs> yeah, just a guy. And actually, uh, I started getting tagged in some videos about, hey, Rhett, can you help uh, this guy out? And it was you. And I, so I started watching. And I was like, I don't, I don't even know what this is about. And I started listening. I was like, oh, okay. And then um, you watched me cry and all kind of shit. Oh, everything, <laughs> man. But I was like, I was so yeah. intrigued because I see the emotion that you're going through right now. And it's like, man, this dude is like, he's passionate about what he's doing. Um, there are some things that I may have want, <laughs> I would have done differently. Yeah. But I mean, hey, to everybody their own. But what I'm saying is, is you really feel strongly about this and you're standing up for what you believe is right. And I think that's awesome. You know, you stand if you you're calling out bullshit is basically what At you're this doing, point, yes. you know, and it's kind of hard to do that when you're trying to. I think everybody's bet the, the everybody's intentions are in the best place. They want to find they want to help. Things can get lost. Things can get stretched. Things can get misconstrued. Things can. There are evil people in the world too, you know. One hundred percent. So, um, I wanted you to come on, to tell your story, to tell you know, um, why you're doing this. Why do you feel like you need to do this? Because um, we all have callings, you know. And I think I, I think right now, you, this might be one of your life callings right no, now to I, do something different. You know I, about um... it. Like people have been concerned about how much sleep I'm getting and everything like that, and mm -hmm. it's to me it's like ludicrous because I have I'm not sure if I've ever had more, like driven with more purpose ever in my life. Right, I, uh, sleep doesn't matter. Um, what? Sorry. No, you uh, good. What needs to be done needs to be done, and uh, I've, I'm just a get it done guy. Anyone that ever knows me knows that that's just who I am. All right. But as far as for getting involved with it, um, uh. Most people, we, a lot of us have suffered tragedy in our lives. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the main reasons initially that I got involved was because obviously I was like the public not understanding why we couldn't save our guys. But then it evolved into uh, like safeguarding the families in many ways. Um, a lot of people, unfortunately, we lose people in our lives. That's just kind of how life goes. Mm -hmm. But very few people lose somebody in the public eye when there's thousands of people with opinions and, and right. judgment and um this should have happened. That should have yeah, happened. Or it just and it, a lot of these things. Like I, I unfortunately lost my daughter seven years ago, and it went like national. Nancy Grace headline news. Like all these uh -huh. people. So I dealt with that, and I had the thousands upon thousands of people that everybody knows how to how to handle things or do things better than you. You're right. Even right. though they never walked in your shoes. Exactly. And uh, those are things you cope with. It's not like just <laughs> losing somebody. Every year I face those. Uh, there's some comments and things that transpired that I, have, I don't think I will ever forget. They were right. just so hateful. Right. So I, I got on social media. I started uh, informing the public of what the facts were in these meetings mm -hmm. so that uh, misinformation wouldn't be spread. A lot of the negative comments would, like, die down. And uh, it was just like me carrying that cross for them. That, that's, it kind of evolved into that. Mm -hmm. um, and then money. People started doing Venmo stuff and, and everything else. And... There's uh there's people out there that prey on these situations. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, the the last meeting I attended, like I'd never. Some of the families had come talk to me at that point because I was very vocal in these meetings. Uh, I know when I first started opening my mouth, people turn around and was like, God damn, who's that guy? Yeah, <laughs> I, I was not a nice guy. Uh -huh. um, what you see on my Facebook lives, I did that to the Coast Guard and all. Right. Um, but uh, it's like, not. I don't think it's mean spirited. Uh, I think it's just. That's what the I f's feel. going on, yeah. man? You know, I'm, like, yeah. No, I'm, I get it. I I'm 100% this is who I am. Mm -hmm. I, uh, there's no bullshit or fluff with me. Right. I uh, I don't know how to be fake. I don't know how people do that. <laughs> That's ex That must be exhausting. Um, <laughs> it's hard enough to be real. Like, to just, uh, it's whatever. Right, but, right. Um, but to the point I was getting at, like, um, the last meeting, uh, I actually stepped forward and then, like, told everyone who I was. Because at this point, there was some traction. People were following me on Facebook Live and whatnot. Right. And, uh... I wanted to make sure that I wasn't uh, like overstepping some boundaries. Yeah, you know, like and I mean, you want to do the right thing, but also you don't want to step on somebody or piss uh, somebody off to the point where you you, you having yeah. a negative impact. My intent was never to cause harm to the families, and I right. I didn't want them to take anything. I, w I needed them to know what my what my objective what your was. purpose was. Yeah, it was all meant from you know from a good place. Yes, and if they were upset, by all means, tell me because I'll chill. Yeah. But um, I, I introduced myself, told a little bit about my story of, um, you know, my tragedy, my experience, and kind of informed them, like, look, uh, with all these crowdfunding sites and sources and all that, uh, they take a cut of this stuff. 
Yeah. And I knew this community is large. People are going to like their hearts are going to bleed for you. And oh, yeah. When there's a hurricane, when there's anything going yeah. on, man, the wallets come out and you got those scammers that come oh, out, yeah. too. So. so I was like, you need to you need to post Venmo's like because uh, there's no transaction fees for that. Right. Like if I want to give you money because I, I yeah, ain't ate lunch today and I want to feed you. Right. I can literally shoot you 20 bucks and you get it. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, there's better avenues because there was a we went through a GoFund for my my daughter's tragedy. A friend of a friend started it for me and the amount of money that they take from this is uh it'll turn your stomach sometimes. Oh yeah, it will. It uh granted I know they have to operate but like come on it's a website. There's not really many people. It's like a set up like what do they call it? Uh set it and forget it. Yeah. I'm pretty sure there's not somebody out there that's like, "Oh, we got to go to work today." Yeah, exactly. It's not how that shit works. <laughs> so um I just informed them of that cuz I wanted to get their information. People were following me and uh at this point in time uh Todd Terrell somehow got my number. Uh realized that people were kind of noticing who I was. There was uh and uh, they were f- supposedly fueling airplanes and flying. I know Spencer Grimmion and a couple others, Taylor Hernandez, Cody, uh, Ronnie, some volunteers were already uh, trying to continue where the Coast Guard had left off. Mm-hmm. And uh, the the search shifted in many ways to the water side. And, um, well, um, there was a promise to, to like, Peanut, um, don't ask me his real name. I know his last name's Accolade. Mm-hmm. I know him as Peanut. I do know his real name, but he's Peanut. <laughs> um, he's one of the families. Unfortunately, his brother is still missing. They're uh-huh. they're a family that I got really close to with all this. And uh, he's a shrimper. He had an idea to, to use shrimp boats in case we had uh, unfortunately some some loved ones that may have drowned. Yeah. We could try and retrieve bodies for for closure. Right. And uh, there was a whole battle involved with all that, but there was a promise made by the United Cajun Navy. To fuel these shrimp boats for the search, and uh, I had a guy uh, while I was trying to amass um, volunteers to help, because um, like me and my buddy Scotty Thibodeau went down there the following weekend, and uh, we we ran into some people that were already kind of doing their own search. Uh, a guy named Buddy, all these people, the community down there was just like doing what they could, anyways. Mm-hmm. And uh, we got involved with them, and I'm I still we have <laughs> they're they're part of the operation at this point, critical people because. We're not from there. Right. We made those connections and contacts. and But I had a shrimper, uh, Mr. Steven Miguez, that had hit me up. And he was like, hey, we got both sending fuel. And I remember calling Todd Terrell. And I'm like, yo, where do I send them? You know? And he's like, uh, what do you mean? I was like, well, where do we send them? You, we, as the United Cajun Navy and me speaking on your behalf, like even on my little baby Facebook platform because mm-hmm. I'm nobody, we, you had me and you said that we'd pay for these shrimp boats fuel and all that. And it turned into... Uh, it was my first red flag. Um, he had no idea how he was going to do it. Like, cause we, we couldn't just fuel a shrimp boat with like a massive fuel tank up right. because, uh, you know, boats, even a recreational boat, you can run a boat on a full tank for a few days. Right. Like say we had a volunteer come volunteer for a day. We spent X amount of money fueling it up. They come for a day and then never come back. Mm-hmm. Then the, the community's donations, which are farthest cause are essentially going to their house. Right. So, uh, I had to figure all that out. Um, Todd was like, figure it out. And that same day on his, on the United Cajun Navy page on the website, I was listed as like the shrimp boat coordinator without even like talking to me about it. I was right. salty about it, but I, I like, all right, I can figure this out. Like when you put pressure on me, I'll make a diamond. Right. So let's go. Um, and I, I'm <laughs> small world contacts. There's so many stories in this. So I'm going to try and keep it brief. That's <laughs> all good. But, um, mama Michelle, if anybody pays attention, mama Michelle had reached out to me and she's, she was already like fueling boats locally that wanted to volunteer through her own fundraising. So I was like, how do you make sure they don't steal the money? And she gave us the intel on how to do that. We passed it along. And that was another one Todd snaked up. Like, all right, you're going to, you're working for the United Cajun Navy. Mind you, I never got a fucking t-shirt or a paycheck. So whatever. (laughs) Um, It's not like, uh, yeah, he, this clown, but, uh, (laughs) So all these volunteers, and it just kind of grew, man, the, the traction of it, because uh, people wanted to help. It wasn't just me that felt compelled to get up and do something. Yeah. Um, and uh, almost everyone that's been a part of this, they have their own story. They're doing this because it's uh, most of them can sympathize. Yeah. They've been through something. They've had something that uh, yeah. kind of relates to that. Yeah. Like that their matter. wounds are open through all this. Yeah. And uh, this is so, uh, but it's grown and. We've had some situations. Um, I mean, everyone's following Mr. Scott Das, but I mean, we'll follow him across the world and whatever he wants, and yeah. we will try and do because uh, I know that man will not stop um, until he has a you know peace in his heart that he he did everything. Yeah. 
Um, is this the fan, uh, Mr. Scott Daspit? Is that the one that you said you you had, were friends with the son, or is, uh, that, is this another family? No, another so family. So you met Mr. Scott through the, the search the efforts? Well, through the meetings, actually. Okay. So I wasn't the only one with a big mouth in the meetings. Okay. Mr. Scott Daspit was very vocal on behalf, because the reality is, uh, no matter what position you put yourself in life, some people just aren't comfortable talking yeah. or confrontation. Right, right. So, I, like, I would sit in these meetings, and I would see some of the families, and some of them just— wouldn't ask a lot of questions. And I knew for a fact they had to have questions. Right. So like, you could see them kind of squirming, but didn't yeah. want to say anything. And, yeah. uh, and I mean, that's natural. There's it's no knock yeah. to anybody. Um, and who, who am I? Uh, I'm not trying to form judgment or opinion on it. So like Mr. Scott Daspit almost is like, was the spokesman for the families. They all, all these families are like family. Now this right. tragedy connected them. They all talk to each other. And Scott Daspit was has been their leader in every way, shape, or form. In many right, ways. I've seen him on the news a lot, and the sweet little man he looks like, uh, you know. And I mean, he's firecracker too, though. Be yeah, careful now. yeah. Well, I mean, every time, <laughs> every time I see him on the news, he's uh, you know he's talking about his son, talking about the birthday card, talking about all that stuff. And I'm like, man, I just, I mean, your heart goes out to this man, you know. And then I'm sure he's. I'm sure he's draining himself financially and emotionally to to, to do something. You and, know? Um, and this is just an opinion. Um, like and it, anyone that's ever lost somebody that meant that what that meant everything to them, their yeah. world, no matter um, how great of a life or how perfect you may you how much you tried to live the perfect life for that person, when you lose them. All of a sudden, you like there's so many things you're like I could have done better. You start questioning, yeah. yeah. I like, should have said this. I yeah. should have did that. And, yeah. um, but and and regret is a powerful emotion. Yeah. Like and it doesn't go away. And I, I believe that. I mean, outside of clearly the love of you know father's love of his son, um, before he walks away from this, he's just got to know. And uh, I'm not gonna let this man go broke. Yeah. I will do every fundraiser. We started this whole nonprofit thing when the Cajun Navy checked out and tugged their tails like some punks. Um, I never ran a nonprofit before, yeah. but I know a lady that has, and she has helped me a lot. Mm -hmm. You know, It's all about networking, I find. Yeah. Oh, I've, yeah. I've gotten to meet a lot of people through this. I, <laughs> I have some very smart people that, that I work with now, and uh, we will not fail. And Mr. Scott Daspit, uh, especially if you ever watches this, I don't know which camera's on me. But, <laughs> <That> uh, <laughs> sir... Your credit cards will not get swiped for this crap. Yeah. It's not no. happening. No, and look, and anything I can do to help, you know, spread the message, you know, if y'all got some specific, and I'm not going to take any Venmo, any Cash App, anything. This is going to be straight from y'all. We'll post it right on this, on this, um, on the podcast. That way people can, when they watch, they can click, they can make donations. Yes, it'll sir. go, it'll go to the right places, you know, Roger that. and that's exactly what we want to do. So can you tell me, um, can you tell me a little bit about the search efforts right now? Where are we at in the whole thick of things? Well, where, where we go next? So that's a really good question. Actually. I don't even know if I have the answer for that. <laughs> Mr. Scott Daspit has it every evening though. Yeah. Um, right now we're launching on a super mode point. Um, we've been meeting at eight o'clock. We searched yesterday out there. Uh, the main effort is South Marsh Island. Uh, yeah. It's a massive island. Uh, it's probably the last island west of the accident that we'll probably search. Mm -hmm. We basically, uh, due to the intel, the winds and current and all that stuff, everything should technically go north northwest of the the crash site. But currents can pull things in and then pull it back out, right. pull it in, um, and. This is uh that's where our efforts are are concentrated now. We're working with the uh, Wildlife and Fisheries and uh, St. Mary uh, Parish Sheriff's Department. Um, they've been great uh, as far as for because the the island has a like a bird sanctuary. There's mm -hmm. like a refuge on it. There's certain things we couldn't do previous places where it's like almost like walking out on your own deserted island. You can do whatever the hell you want. Like, right. We're gonna drive airboats and Argos and four wheelers and whatever else, and we're gonna find our boys. Right. You can't do that over there. Um, plus, there's alligators. Um, but oh, yeah, um, those uh, it's the, the like wildlife refugee uh, areas where you can't go into and yeah, stuff like that. Certain yeah, restricted areas. But gotcha. uh, they've been great. Like uh, there's they've been flying planes over, checking the marsh because a lot of there's it's so like vast. You don't really have an idea. You could look at it on a map or uh, or whatever, but until you literally like get on the ground, um, it's the area is vast for a lot of these islands. Um, and uh, but we have volunteers yesterday. What a really good turnout today. I've had obligations and mm -hmm. uh, things going on, so I wasn't uh, I haven't been a part of it. But uh, we'll search there at least tomorrow as well. And then uh, we will figure out where to go from there. I know uh, me personally, I would love for Mr. Scott to to take a break. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, uh, this stuff's physically taxing. Like 
we have a lot of dedicated volunteers that have been with this, uh, and they're almost there every day. Mm-hmm. Um, this stuff is like physically demanding. Yeah. I mean, we're mar- like walking through marshes and swimming across bayous, and uh, it's tough. Mm-hmm. It's not. This isn't fun, and it's not very rewarding either, because uh, we haven't found our guys yet. Yeah, like this would all like. It's uh, it's demoralizing in some cases. You you almost have to lean on each other in the community. Like the kind words, people don't realize how powerful those things are. Those yeah. things have uh, filled a lot of our cups back up to keep this fight going. And uh, but I would like for Mister D- Scott Dasper to take like a break, break, yeah, go home, like go to. He's it, been it, out and about. It's hard to tell somebody. I mean, think about it. It's hard to tell somebody. I mean, to to take a break when when there's so many questions, so many, you know, and, and well, I, I couldn't imagine, you know. I mean, I if I have three little girls, man, and if I lost one like that, I mean, no tell. I would do uh, same thing. You can't tell me to stop. I'm not gonna stop until I find them, you know. Yeah. And it's uh, I so I know when. You know, when I see stuff on Facebook, when you go in there and when I see, you know, comments from this, that and the other person who really don't know what the hell's going on and they just make these blanket opinions. That's and I get that, too. I mean, I'm, I'm on social media all the time. I get haters constantly. Yeah. And that used to drive me insane. And now I just turn a deaf eye to that because they don't know. Nobody yeah. knows what's going on unless you're there. You don't know what the yeah. shit's happening. So, um so when you so you said that earlier, when somebody's down there say you're doing a great job or here's a hamburger or something, yep. I know what that means. That, that fills your cup back up and it gives you uh, another two hours that you might have not yeah. had in you, you know. And uh, so uh, I applaud all the efforts that you guys are doing because I'm telling you this much. I mean, what I mean, what do you do for a living? I mean, have you stopped what you've done for a living to go do this? I, uh, I went back to work for a day. Um, well, I, when I was going to the meetings, I was working. I'm an industrial electrician. Okay. I was working and then taking a, like, two-and-a-half-hour drive down to Fushaw, attending a meeting, and then driving all the way back, getting up and going to work. Um, it was a lot. Yeah. Um, and it just got – I took some personal days, and then I was asked to come back to work, and then I just – they everyone knew what I was doing yeah. at this point. Like, people at, at work were like – they were being extra kind to me. Yeah. Right? Like they knew what was going on, but nobody <laughs> wants to talk about it. Right. Uh, so I was like, mm. like, I'm not going to lie. I overslept one morning and I showed up to work and I had like some guys like loading up my equipment to go. Uh-huh. Uh, and I'm like, and it's not part of my crew either. Like right. they have their own jobs to run and they're like getting all my stuff together. And I'm like, shit. I'm like, thank you. But I was, you know, and I was like, clearly I know what's going on. But yeah. uh, I eventually requested a leave of absence just cause, um, this is where I'm supposed to be. And yeah, I'm very that, fortunate that my employer like honored that and they, they understand that I sincerely hope I haven't made too much of a, you know, fool of myself in some of my, my rants, uh, uh-huh. getting caught up in my emotions. And I, I haven't, uh, represented the company in any kind of negative way. Um, but it's, uh, this is exactly my whole life is from knowing tragedy, the social media aspect of it. Um, I just this is exactly where I'm supposed to be. Yeah. I know that wholeheartedly. Uh, there's people people will message me or call me and they're like, "Hey, I'm sorry to bother you. Know you're busy." Like, and I people are getting mad at me now because I'm like, "Hey, cut the fluff. Just what do you need? Yeah, what do you need? Yeah. Like everyone says this to me like ten thousand times a day, <laughs> and I spend more minutes out of the day talking to people about them having to explain. Like, I'm so sorry. Da, da, da. Just what you got? No, I think no. Yeah, I, give it I, to me. I think they watch you on Facebook all the time. They're like, man, I don't want this dude to freaking jump down yeah, my freaking no. shit. You know, the, the people that work with me, man, like uh, I'm glad they're patient and they understand because there's like times I'm like, like we all use the word now. They'll be like, no fluff, okay, Chris. Yeah, no fluff. Yeah, and they just got, shoot hey, it to bro, me. put that on a shirt and yeah. sell that for freaking uh, for donations, man. Yeah, no, no fluff. fluff. I love it, man. So tell me about the Mike and Ike story, man. What's, oh, what's up man. with the Mike and Ikes? Are we so, gonna get a sponsor? Yeah, uh, you never know. <laughs> I'm only not eating these because uh, not because I don't want to chew in the mic. I don't know what that's gonna sound yeah, like. Yeah. Sound like a cow. Even if I had my lips closed, and my mom would probably slap me. <laughs> but uh, nah, the Mike and Ikes came about. It's something I've always. It's an inside joke that I've always kind of had with people. Um, I've never, for whatever reason, I've never seen anybody upset when they eat Mike and Ikes. Right. You just can't like. It's not like you can cuss at somebody. You're chewing on them. You know, uh, like, I don't know. Uh, but I just made a comment in one of my Facebook lives, and uh, I was like, because I was really heated. Something had bothered me, and I was like, I had to stop and get some Mike and Ikes because I've never seen anybody pissed off eating Mike and Ikes. Right. And in that live, uh, I caught myself cursing a bit, so I'd stop and pop a Mike and Ike in <laughs> and think about my words, so I wouldn't like just 
spew shit you know what i mean <laughs> so uh and then now people are just bringing mike and ike's and droves uh like one of the sweetest things that's so, hilarious there was a, a young girl and uh she couldn't have been no more than five we were out at uh, harbor lights in coquetry and uh she just walked up to me her family was behind behind her and she gave me two boxes of mike and ike's and I, that stuff just melted oh me. yeah but i didn't even know what to do i was like uh i, don't, I wanted to hug her but i was like i don't want to be creepy old guy you yeah, know? Like, yeah 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 because i remember being a kid you know yeah like don't touch me so i was like <laughs> uh i didn't know to shake her hand high five her. i was like just thank you you know yeah. there's so much in this you don't know how to do you know right but uh stuff like that is cool and uh the amount of mike and ike's every time somebody just about any time i go to one of these docks and we go search there's more people bringing me Mike and Ike's. It, uh, I have a bunch. It's crazy. So I kind of, so so you pop one of those and it kind of calms you down. Well, you don't have a chance to subliminally. Yeah, it, but yeah, you don't have a chance to <laughs> get loose with your lips, right? Because you're yeah. like, all right, I gotta chew this. It takes yeah. a while, and it you know it tastes good. Get you them juju bees, bro. Them juju bees. Oh. <laughs> then you, your lock jaw, super yeah, lock jaw. No, I'd like, have stuff stuck all up in my teeth and be like, <laughs> I need a toothpick sponsor after that. <laughs> But, uh, well, tell what's the name of the nonprofit organization that way people can go ahead and take yeah, a look at it. It's uh, Gulf Coast Humanitarian Efforts. One word. Uh, this was something that uh, because of some uh, I don't want to say allegations, but I knew the direction things were going with the United Cajun Navy, which there's like four people that they're not an organization. I don't care what people say. Everyone mm-hmm. that's dealt with them in any capacity knows this. Um, it's crazy. Anyways, I knew that once we. Uh, once I asked Mr. Scott to like talk to him and be like, yo, you need to show us the money, how much you've received in donations and what you've paid out. And uh, that that's all it took. Yeah. And every everything disintegrated. The very next day they pulled out of the search and rescue. We still have not seen any proof of or other than some Excel spreadsheet with estimated costs and all kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. They haven't been transparent. It's been well over a week now. Um, attorneys are involved. It's crazy. But bef- I knew uh because i'm a very calculated person and i know people and i thought to myself you know if some shady stuff's going on um they're just gonna tuck tail and run yeah so yeah. i'd already started working with people to start a nonprofit, um because i mean i don't have a bankroll for this or anything yeah, like, yeah, like i'm yeah. not i don't have deep pockets i wish i could you know help mr scott in that regard so i was like if they leave this community's still here the entire infrastructure all these volunteers are still here right we just need to help facilitate them Right. Easy. These were all contacts. I have personal cell phone numbers to everybody involved. Um, and uh, when I mentioned it to Mr. Scott and they talked to him, he's like, well, I'm going to start a nonprofit. I was like, hey, bud, on top of it. And uh, he's the president of uh, the organization because he's a business guy. Right. You know, um, but uh, we're going to continue searching. And uh, there will be a time I'm pretty sure Mr. Scott's going to. Um, he, he's he's got to take a break. I mean, yeah. your body, your body, whether it's hearts in it, I mean, your if, spirit too, yeah. man. <laughs> the, if love alone could bring his boy home, his his boy would have been home already. Oh, it's, definitely, definitely. Um, but uh, there's still things. There's still people I know that want to continue searching. I myself have, I've been following whatever Mr. Scott Daspy wants. Um, but there's some places and areas uh, specifically in in Fushan that there's so the the little area around it. Um, like if you look at it a map. It seems very small, but it's not. And you, mm-hmm. Most people think, well, like, they're close to the port of Fushan. If they're there, they would have just walked to the lights. It is not that easy. Right. It's like mangroves everywhere, thickets. It's, oh, it's it's nuts. Yeah. If, you, if you send a drone up to just look at what's out there, it's unbelievable yeah, it's what's vast. out there. And, it, I mean, we have a good volunteer effort, don't get me wrong. But, like, um, but we're not going to ask, you know, women, elderly and stuff like that to go. We don't want to endanger anyone's lives. Right, right. So I got some duck hunters over there that uh that come in and out off, uh, offshore or whatnot. And some people, Trampus, Buddy, uh, Kevin and Gary and them. Um, I've been following Mr. Scott lately with everything because things got very heavy lately, so to mm-hmm. speak. Um, and we're going to continue searching Fushan. And I need duck hunters. When we start doing that, I need people that are willing to get it's not fun. Yeah. It'll bust you up and beat you up. Uh, those are the volunteers that I want to lead out there mm-hmm. because for my heart to walk away from this, as far as for the search effort, um, I'm, I don't want to leave any stone unturned. Right. Right. Because uh, this is, I'm in, it's not, these people are like family to me There's now. There's no turning back now. Yeah. It, yeah. Uh, we're here. We're in it. You know, it, uh, it's, we knew this was going to be like a marathon. It's not a sprint. Yep. Um, and ultimately closure is what we want for all these families. Like I've already, the community down there has already like set me up for the next month as far as for lodging and everything. Yeah. Um, it's incredible. Um, but we're going to, we're going to be down there, um, until we have some form of closure with this. Yeah. 
Well, we got um, coming up in uh, June 19th, we have our uh, fishing tournament and our summer bash that we put on. We're going to do something special for you guys. We're going to do like an auction or something to uh, help raise some money. We got four bands that are going down there. Yeah. And uh, if you and Mr. Scott want to come down, get get on stage, say a few words, whatever, introduce the uh, the nonprofit. And uh, even if he wants to get up and just, you know, I mean, it's going to be in Cocodry. That's where a lot of the rescue efforts were done. Roger. Um Y'all come take advantage of that, man. And well, get in front I, of I the might people. have to like hog tie Scott and drag him because he's <laughs> he's so driven and on his own stuff. He, right. he needs to get out. Uh, well, uh, and I know nothing will ever replace until he sees his son again. Uh, what what that form that is. Yep. But I think this would be a good time for him to get with the community and show like how much he's, you know, he, how much he's loved. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like people care, you know, and uh, uh I know things, you know, when, when it gets into the media and it gets in Facebook, it gets really ugly. People think they know better than everybody else. Uh, emotions get high, you know, and uh, uh, rumors fly. But um, I want y'all to come down and have a good time, you know. I mean, uh, I know the search is going to continue, and I know, you know, we're going to do everything we can to help you guys out. But uh, at, at some point, you're gonna, y'all going to have to come and just, you know, in, enjoy, you know, the moment and j- just enjoy being with the people that's, that, that's helping y'all, you know. So, and uh, I'm I'm inviting y'all to come in. Y'all don't have to pay. I'm gonna pay for y'all. <laughs> There's a cover. Yeah, All right, yeah. yeah. fifteen dollar cover. Yeah. But I'm gonna wave it. Yeah, for y'all. I get to I get the VIP access. You're gonna sneak me in the back. You know? Yeah, All you right. come, no, no, he's he's good. He's good. Yeah. You can let him. No, don't let the good looking girls come in. Let him come in. Yeah. He can come. I don't want him to do a Facebook live on me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. But uh, is there anything else you want to say about the you know the uh, the families or anything before we wrap this up? Because I'm telling you. I'm gonna do everything I can to help y'all out. I'd like—I uh, know y'all got a uh, young lady that's involved in maybe putting a little uh, video together. But like I said, I'll offer helping out with that or whatever. Yeah, if, if you're cool with it, um, it's a shame she doesn't know you. No, so she's gonna find out. <laughs> Be like these young these young whippersnappers, bro. How do you not know? Um, I never assumed like, that people know me. I did that one time. I'm telling you, some some uh, guy came up to me and he was like, "You look familiar." And I was like, "Well, yeah, I'm DJ Red on Facebook." He went, "Who?" And I'm like, "Okay, I'm never, never doing that again. <laughs> <laughs> never yeah, again." Right? And, uh, um, but now um, I would I would absolutely love for you to work with her. Yeah, if you could. I know you're busy. You have your own stuff. No man. Um, I mean, anything I could do to help out, man. I mean, I know I probably can't offer much, but any little bit I could do to get the word out. Yeah. Maybe tag your organization and say, hey, donate yeah. to these guys because they're doing everything they can to bring these There's, guys uh, home. So two things. I know we mentioned my organization, uh, the nonprofit, Mr. Uh, Scott Daspin and I run, but also liftacadiana.org. Okay. Um, we kind of partnered with them. Uh, the, our side is mostly for the search and rescue, um, but these families need money. Like, a, like some of them need money now, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, the, their loved one was the breadwinner, or right. the man in the household. And the way it was with the United Cajun Navy, um, all of this money, hundreds of thousands of dollars that was uh, raised, uh, as long as we were still on a search and rescue, they weren't giving anything out. So they're just like, it, and it's kind of like to think about it. It's crazy because you want to. I would. I could see him wanting to be. Hey, let's go find everybody. But then it's like we're in a, a situation, yeah. for lack of better words. Right. So we uh we kind of did something different whenever we took over. And uh, Brooke Freeman and her uh, her uh, board members they approached us with a proposition. But uh, liftacadiana.org, uh, their their original mission was to uh, to provide essentially a paycheck through donations every two weeks, and they were doing it for the five Acadiana members. Okay. Uh, because we're you know we're from that area. Right. But uh. We proposed an idea, and they're going to do all 13 for the, the missing and or deceased. And uh, their goal is to at least hopefully be able to raise enough money to give the families $500 every two weeks. Yeah. If we could do more, like I would love to because, yes. I mean, $500 is not a whole lot of money. No, I get it. So uh, I, I'm going to plug that every time I talk about Gulf Coast uh, humanitarian efforts just because uh, we're going to continue to search, no yep. doubt. Um, but I want these families to to get all the help they need. And that, and. It's not just about paying bills. Um, there's other things, you know, uh, uh, counseling. The pro- the, yeah. There's a lot of things. This is tragic. This, this is, gonna, I mean, this you, is you're probably looking at medication, uh, psychiatry, like yeah. just all kind of yeah. stuff. There's, you know? uh, so, I mean, if I could give them the world right now to let them grieve in an appropriate time till they're ready to step back into the regular world, so to speak, um, I would love to. So we're going to do as much as we can. Yeah. And uh, lift, lift to Um that fun, those funds are going straight to the families. Okay. 
um, not to search and rescue so that we can get them a check. Right. And then obviously ours is uh, to fund the search and rescue. And then once these families say um, we've turned every stone over, uh, the rest of us getting chopped 13 ways yeah. and we're getting it to the families. And because I have this platform, I do have to ask, there's still one family that we are struggling to get in contact with. Mm-hmm. Um, so when the United Cajun Navy says they paid out 13 families, they're full of, you know what? Okay. Um, that family knows who they are because they're not, you know, we don't have any dealings with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I definitely need to get a hold of them. Okay. Um, so. Well, if they reach if, out to me on the DJ Red page, I'll make sure to get in contact with yeah, you. So if, uh, if, if y'all know who he's talking, well, you, they will know. They know. Okay, they, they know. Have, yeah. Yeah, like, no, that's fine. That's and fine. I don't want to mention names or No, or that's great. Like. That's great. And if y'all want to reach out to me anonymously on the DJ Red page, I'll hook y'all up some kind Sweet. of way. You know, yeah. I'll do that. Our goal um, is to take care of everybody. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, that's what, that. That's the one thing we want to do. I guess with the nonprofit too. Once this is all, I mean, you never say this is really over. But I mean, I'm I'm sure you guys will continue this to where, if anything like this ever happens again, God forbid, you guys will step in to like, no, this is bullshit. We're not going to rely on anybody well, else. The my main focus has been on this, and this is uh, it's it takes a lot of energy and effort. And right. fortunately, my employer has been gracious with me or, or and whatnot. Uh, I hope nothing like this ever happens again. Yeah. But uh, my my original intent was never to do so. Like this would be it, so to speak. Um, but mm-hmm. also, this has been uh, in many ways. Uh, people keep saying like this is your calling. You know, mm-hmm. uh, people tell me crazy things like they think I'm a godsend, and that's just like giving me way too much credit because right. I'm just a guy. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, I've really I've thought about it a lot lately. Like this is this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. So I know, Mr. Scott, uh, that there's a, a some life that some things that need to transpire in his life when all this is said and done, I'm sure. But I would absolutely love to continue um, to do some things like this. Um, Maybe even some rallies for awareness, you know, because a lot of people don't realize, man. I, I mean, I walk, I walk, uh, worked in the oil field, but uh, from a from a sales perspective, so I was the inside yeah. sales and outside sales. But you can see the people that go offshore, these rostabouts, these these riggers, these all these people that go out there. You know, they go seven and seven, and they're like, "Oh yeah, oil field, y'all make a lot of money, blah blah blah." Some dangerous shit that you're dealing yeah, with. They and and you know it's not like you, uh, I don't know, like you you may have never worked at McDonald's before, but you can walk into McDonald's and kind of see what they do. Yeah, exactly. You can't just go walk out to a drilling rig no. and see what they do. No, it's not how it works. It ain't. If you've never been out there, you have no idea the sacrifices these men make. Yeah, um, the those men are uh, and women. Uh, they're cut from a different cloth. Yeah, it's like, I, I I couldn't do that. You know, I mean, uh, I, I worked over some land rigs when I was in college, and that's why I went to college. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to do that shit. So, but I, I my dad was a diesel mechanic. He, uh, I mean, I knew a lot of people that made their living off of the oil field, yeah. and they did very well. And you know, they had the highs, the lows. You know, you deal with layoffs. You deal with when yeah. it's like I said, when it's good, it's good. Changes when it's in bad, administration. It's bad. Oh man, it gets crazy. So. Yeah. You know, not only are you dealing with the up ups and downs, the ebb and flows of the economy when you're in the oil field, but you're dealing with a very dangerous type of yep. work. And I, I think it's one of the probably the one of the most dangerous things that you can do in Louisiana, if not the 100%. world. You know? Yeah, yeah. And I, I mean, mean they got movies like, you know, Deepwater Horizon, all these, you know, yeah. oil field movies, you know, that shows the exact I mean, how dangerous it really is to go out there. Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't. You just nailed it. I have nothing to say to that. Good job. But I mean, yeah. But I mean, the, I mean, the, think about it. The the jackal. But these guys, these guys were just going to work. They didn't yep. know this was going to happen. You know. Nope. And I mean, their families didn't know it. I mean, every day. I mean, whether they work fourteen and fourteen, seven and seven, you always take it for granted that they're yep. going to be coming back there, in seven days. You there's going to be a lot of change with this because this is uh There's so much to fight for because I mean. Again, 55 foot of water, you can see land. This is like if you were to take a drive to work, gotten a bad crash, and then we just left you. Yeah. Like, and That's how we're, it feels. we're on yeah. like day tw- uh, 24, 25. Mm-hmm. I might have that messed up. Sorry. But uh, we're, we're beyond three weeks at this point. Mm-hmm. Like, just imagine, like, that's the reality for people in this industry now. We've learned that if shit hits the fan, the company you work for is responsible for saving your life. Uh huh. Um, nobody's really like held liable. Like we can't go as it stands right now. It's like, I could be as mad as I want and cuss everyone out in the coast guard. I want or scream at JB for not even acknowledging our tragedy till six days later. Mm -hmm. Like none of that matters. Right. Right now we still have men missing. Right. And the community is doing everything they can. And we're, 
we only have so many resources and, and avenues. There has to be something from this, whether there's a special division of the Navy or the Coast Guard that is designed for this task, right? for a real disaster in our waters. Um, the fact that they were essentially inept to perform the duties uh, other than fly planes and drive boats and look on the water, um, knowing a vessel was literally underwater. Right. Uh, it's it's it, there's no way you can. None of it's just unfathomable to it, me. Uh, but it, it, and I know it's dangerous. I know. No, but I but, mean, uh, there should be simple things that we can do in the oil field. Like right now, you got to have a Twit card, right, to go anywhere. Yeah. Why can't you have like something on your clothes to where you have like a little GPS, a nav, GPS, yeah. or something? Yep. You know, well, some shit like that. You know, I mean, that makes sense to me. Cops got to have freaking yeah. uh, body cams on them. Yeah. Why can't all field workers that work on? Bra- I would do like a bracelet of some kind. Yeah. Because, you know, you take showers and take clothes on and off. Right. But a bra- now there's people that suggest it. There's a lot. There's a lot of suggestions. And when I tell you when we cross that bridge and we get to that point of it, because um, this is, I mean, the oil field, everyone, I mean, if you work in the oil field industry now, there's no way you're not concerned about shit. Right. Like, if uh, so whoever's got a, a suggestion from that, trust me when I tell you, Mr. Scott Daspit, myself, and many of these other families, there will be changes that we will fight for. Right. And uh, we're going to try and make them as practical as possible. But it can't just be the change. Excuse me. Mike and X. No, it's all uh, good. <laughs> the, Have another. Yeah, <laughs> the change cannot be just uh, a regulation or law that uh, is some new paperwork that the guy's got to go fill out while they're offshore. Yeah. Because uh, that's just paper. Yeah. Like, there has to be whether these boats are engineered and designed in a different way, um, like, for these guys to have a better chance yeah. in case I mean, this were to happen. I mean, go to a safety spot or something. Like, like um, a, or, well, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, you know well, we, mean? Have, we have muster points and stuff like that. Those things are all there. This is the, the, the unfortunate part about change. Um, most change comes out of necessity. Yeah. Right. Most people don't, especially right. like when money's involved, you don't, uh, people aren't inclined to implement change. Exactly. But because of this, there will be change. Right. Like two things I'm going to, I know the government is going to find somebody that did something wrong and the oil field is going to find somebody that did something wrong. Yes. Always. There's always a finger to point yeah. and, uh, both of them are going to find something. Yeah. Uh, but I hope that, um, Whatever changes that we come about make this safer for our men and women. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, you can never say this will never happen again. Yeah, because uh, it, it, it might. This you, was a, this was literally a, a, the I can't even think of the word, but such a rare storm, freak accident. Yeah, exactly. And nobody wants to acknowledge that. There, right. But you know, because unfortunately, there's been the blame game, and with which company, the captain, like why they didn't do this, why they didn't do that. You talk to anybody in this in South Tim and all that in those fields that was working out there, and it caught everybody off guard. Yeah, like you can't. I mean, it, I have to say this: like the captain was a, a captain of that vessel for 15 consecutive years. Yeah, I know. He, I know people that can't even. Yeah, yeah. I know people that can't even keep one job for 15 consecutive it, years. Exactly. You know, this guy's on <laughs> this, this guy's boat. driving a boat. Uh, yeah, uh, you this know, is what he does boards, yeah. for 15 years. Like. Uh, yeah, he's he clearly he was competent. You yeah. know, um, he, he was experienced, and I mean, they got records. Uh, you know, they, these guys got to get tested every time they yeah. go in. They, you know, he was yeah. very very competent, dude. That's why it hurts my heart to see people like, well, he shouldn't have went. He shouldn't have. Did. And I'm like, y'all don't know what yeah. the hell's going yeah, on. They, you know, they should. Uh, we're too civilized. Yeah. To, to these days, I would uh, cause those people sometimes just need to get punched in the mouth. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's cause a, I, I see that yeah. man. I'm like, you don't know it, and I don't even partake in like even trying to go defend anybody because yeah, they're trolls, man. And it's yeah. just they behind the keyboard and they just they yeah. would never say anything to yeah. anybody's face. I used to spend a lot of energy. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, don't when even this do happened. that. I used to, but <laughs> like, if you were in my Facebook Messenger inbox. Good luck. Yeah, <laughs> I stopped paying attention. There's few, there, the contacts I've made so far. I have them, but now that we have like an organization and I have you know people that like can tend to taking messages and suggestions, we popped up. I, re, I had a Facebook live and I'm like, hey, I'm getting bombarded with uh, fundraiser stuff and search and rescue suggestions. I need someone to make me a fundraiser page and a search and rescue page. And I swear that day, my Cajun Karens came out the woodworks <laughs> and I had like five different options. Yeah. Like, hey, I got a page. Hey, I got a page and. I'd have bit off more than I could chew with that, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I got them, and we have them up and running. It's kind of crazy how willing the community was to help, but um, I let them deal with a lot of that now. Yeah. And I've been fortunate enough now lately to be really searching. I, I, I There's so much involved in all of this mm-hmm. in general from me trying to get the TED exclusion for the families, which we're still 
Um, That's crazy. I mean, yeah, a whole other thing, right? We had, for those that don't know, um, Peanut and Miss Stephanie suggested using uh, shrimp boats to trawl for possible remains of some of our loved ones. And uh, there's a, a TED, turtle exclusion device. It's mm-hmm. like a big hole in the shrimp nets. Uh, Allows the turtles to get out. Yeah, so yeah. to so we don't harm those particular turtles. And uh, we had asked and requested permission to just tie the TED, turtle exclusion device, without having to modify the net. Because um, Peanut had suggested this when the Coast Guard was still involved. It was like day three or day four. Mm-hmm. And they did that. They requested NOAA, the National Oceanic, whatever the hell. Uh, I have too many acronyms crammed, yep. in, crammed in my head. But um, we requested this. And uh, they essentially, the exclusion we got was we had to remove the TED device completely and then make sure that uh, we were dragging a four, at least a four-inch mesh net. Now, for most people that don't know, four-inch mesh is for, like, fish. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't trawl for fish down here. Right. We, we, there's no, it's like, shrimp. Alaskan yeah, cod so it, or something. The webbing is, like, smaller. Yeah, yeah you're mm-hmm. not going to catch. So those types of materials, for one, to, to pay to have a net, man, or if you somehow, it's a, it's a trade in its own. Yeah. Uh, come right before shrimp season, which is about to open. Oh, yeah. Remove this TED device, change your entire catch net, and, uh, like, say this volunteer wanted to do it for a day. They got to spend the money to do that. Yep. And then, hey, my livelihood, my career. Next week, trawling season weekend. opens, yeah. I need you to come back. and It's yeah. uh, it's just not practical. And we we submitted all these plans. We were going to tie the Teds, uh, pick up every 55 minutes because we know that we're going to. Turtles, yeah, we'll we, we got to be able yeah. to make sure that they could, we could release them. We had a plan we had to submit on how to actually release them, which we contacted uh, the aquarium in New Orleans for best case, like what what's the most ideal way. We submitted all this stuff, and um, the, uh, we weren't even asking for every shrimper to be able to do it, right? It's not like mm-hmm. we were like every shrimper in the Gulf Coast was just going to magically come out the woodworks and start trawling with – because we know the potential dangers and hazards yeah. to, the, to the environment. We had a roster of certain boats that were going to volunteer for this, just those and them alone. Like we've suggested, you could put a wildlife agent on the boat with us to monitor. Right. To, so we are doing this correctly, and uh, nobody cares. Nope. It's crazy. No word mm, from mm, um, mm. no no word from the proper people. And it's uh it's um JBE the the people all the way up in DC. It's there's a lot of our state representatives that have reached out to us. Like mm-hmm. I've been in contact with many of them. Blake Miguez. Uh, I mean Jeff Landry's office even. Um, he's a they're an attorney thing, you know. Right. Like uh, they anything and everything they can to try and help get this done. Like um, and it's just unfortunate. But this is something. The reason why I'm not gonna give up on this. Um, is these coastal communities have uh, outside of this tragedy, but um, they have people drown every year. Mm-hmm. And if we can get some, like set a precedent for this kind of exclusion, um, there's people that we never find. There's right. there's other people that lose their loved ones and they never find them. Um, this could set the precedence and an avenue for those coastal communities where if God forbid something that happens, they have a chance to get their own closure. That's, Part of the reason why these the community down there, uh, Lafouche Parish and Terrebonne Parish, are so invested in this because this is something they feel mm-hmm. like every year. Unfortunately, they have drown people drown. Yeah, um, and this is this is something that can bring change to their communities and help their families and and going forward. Right. So I'm not going to stop fighting for that, regardless if we stop the search and rescue. That's definitely one of the changes that I'm going to try and get done. Um, there's so much uh, with all this, so many. Um, there, I have a notebook. Yeah, so many moving parts. Yeah. Huh? I got a notebook of things <laughs> that we're going to tackle with this, and uh, there, I promise you, uh, if change doesn't come, I'm going to have a whole lot of really bad Facebook lives. <laughs> well, it'll be at least entertaining, yes, that's yeah, for well. sure. Nah, but uh, no, dude, look, I don't want to say I'm excited to see it full because I, it, I, it, the way it came about, I, it's it, that's a lack of a word that I want to use, but... I know you're going to do right by it, is what I'm trying to say. You and Mr. Scott, you know, uh, God bless him. God bless you for what y'all doing, man. And uh, whenever y'all want to come on the podcast and talk about, you know, y'all efforts or whatever, dude, feel free. The door's always open. Y'all can come use this as an out, uh, as a way to reach uh, the community. Again, I'm going to post only what you guys have. I don't want to have any cash apps or anything yeah. because – Again, I mean, uh, if you go, if you go in the DJ Red page, they got scammers all the time using my name to freaking yeah. uh, give away money or whatever. I know they got people, they got bad people out there, you know, and they're just gonna take any tragedy and try to make money from it. So, 
anything I do to help uh, again for the bash, y'all more than welcome to come. We'll uh, we'll raise some money for y'all, whatever, man. And uh, keep your head up, man. Eat a lot of Mike and Ike's and uh, don't be vocal, but uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> I, I, I get it, man. Yeah. I get it. You, you, your heart's in the right place, man. Yeah. And just keep fighting, man. I will. Keep I will. Fighting. Thank you for having me, by the way. Not, not a problem. Not a problem. And uh, y'all stay tuned to the DJ Red Podcast. Make sure you wash your hands and y'all stay safe, Chef. Thank you, man.